Hello, my name is Barry Green. I'm uh, the Vice President of Property Development, and I'm on the Board of Directors of True Precious Metals Corp. Uh, True Precious Metals is a junior mineral exploration company with a focus on the central Newfoundland gold belt. And uh, so we've got, we've got uh, a fairly advanced stage project in, in the Newfoundland gold belt, and that's, that's where we're focusing all of our efforts. Great. Uh, Barry, nice to meet you. Uh, really looking forward to uh, hearing the true precious metal story over the next half an hour or so. Um, I've never been to Newfoundland. Uh, I'm, I'm relatively new to the geology of the area, but I have spoken to Matador Mining and to Sockerman Mining. So I'm beginning to get a feel for the, for the geology of the region. Um, and could you just kind of give me a, uh, an overview of how long you've had the project for and where it sits in Newfoundland? Sure. So uh, True got involved uh, after Newfound Gold made a made a world class gold discovery, uh, but we were early on, uh, so we got some key uh, key land packages. Um, we in 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 2020 we did a deal with uh, with Altius Minerals. Yep. Uh, uh, late 2020, we well actually uh, we start you know we were it actually closed in May 2021. Uh, the deal closed May 2021, and then True uh, True was an investment issuer at the time. We became a mining issuer, uh, so we started working on the project in basically the summer of 2021. So we've had it about a year now. Uh, the project lies in the on the Cape Ray Shear Zone at uh, the Cape Ray Valentine Lake Shear Zone. Uh, it's sandwiched uh, between uh, the Matador Mining's Cape Ray project, which has some some gold deposits, and the Valentine Lake, uh, Matter or sorry, uh, Marathon's Valentine Lake uh, project, which has a number of gold deposits, which you know they're they're actually proposing to put into production uh, in the near future. But you're you're from New- Newfoundland, isn't that right? You, you, you're 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 a Newfie. That's correct. I am. I am. Indeed. And and uh, and did you did you work? In Newfoundland, I mean, is this is this a homecoming for you in terms of kind of geological work, or is it just a um, a residential homecoming? Um, no, I've I've been work you know I've been working in Newfoundland and internationally for over thirty years. Um, I you know I've been I've been involved in public companies. Uh, this is my second time with a, with public company, but so you know over the last twenty years or so. Uh, but you know. I was born and raised here, studied here. Uh, you know, I've worked internationally in Papua New Guinea and across you know, various parts of North America. But, but it's good, you know, it's good to be be working close to home. Of course, it, it is. It is. It's good to be working close to home. Um, great. And so you had you had one field season, um, and um, really on on the ground. And the the the, the Cape Ray Valentine's Lake Shear looks pretty prospective it looks pretty prolific can you outline the work that you did during the course of last year um because and uh, where you started from and where where you ended up in terms of your understanding and the work program that you did in between the two so so we and when we picked up the property from altius resources uh, you know the first thing we had to do is get uh, get familiar with the project if you uh if you like, I can I can share my screen and show you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do. It. Yep. Let's have a show look. you the have project. Show you where it is. Um, a little more, you know, a little more information about it. 
Um, was the data in good shape when you picked it up? Yeah, it was. So, so the the project, you know. So I'll I'll just I'll just go right right to it. Um, Can you put this it on is the area where the go- so we call sorry, it the Golden sorry. Rose Project. Sorry, could you put it on full screen, please? Sure. So there's this is the Golden Rose Project. This is where it is. Um, the uh, the gold star in the middle, um, and you can see it's sandwiched between the Matador Mining Project and the and uh, Marathon Gold. When we acquired the project, uh, it you know it's got well. Let me see here. That's we don't need that. Yeah, there it is. There. So, so this is you know there are a number of a gold prospect on the project. It's it's right on the main shear zone. Uh, when we acquired the project, the more advanced uh, uh, target on the project was the Woods Lake Gold Zone, and that's that's in this area right here. If you can see my cursor moving there, right. Well, uh, that's where we started focusing our attention initially. That looks and as if that's that looks as if that's your it looks as if you're pointing to something within the matter mining claims. I'm I'm sorry, it's right here, in Woods Lake Gold Zone. Yeah, just up in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So gotcha. uh, that was our initial focus. We did we did widespread soil sampling program. Uh, the area, even though it's been you know, there are a number of gold prospects on it. It's still a very early stage project. Whereas we're unlike Matador Mining's uh, Cape Ray project and, and the Valentine Lake project up here, uh, you know, which are which which have been basically under exploration for you know 20, 30 or more years. This area here is a relatively underexplored tract of ground that you know received very sporadic attention for you know small small work programs and not very kind of widespread work programs. So so this area is still quite early stage uh, compared to you know Valentine Lake and Cape Ray. It um it was relatively early stage and. Um... So did you have soil data? Had, did you have a good up-to-date geological map? And what was the kind of the, um, the exposure like? Is it all till covered? There was sporadic. Uh, soil sampling has been done on very, very wide space lines, like, like four, 400 meter, or even up to 700 meter wide space lines in some areas. Some areas has no coverage at all. Uh, one of the things that we did as well, we, you know, when we picked up the project, we identified a secondary a main shear structure going through the property, which, which, which was previously unrecognized. We knew that the main Valentine Lake shear zone went through the property on the sort of the Southeast side. But, but when we recognized that there was another structure that went for at least 20 kilometers through our claims uh, on the Northwest side, and it, it seemed to be a splay off of the main Valentine Lake Cape Ray shear zone. Uh, so we, you know, we, we started focusing on that. That area has never seen any, I mean, pretty much no previous exploration. And so we did a soil survey down over along that, that shear structure. And we identified basically, you know, along the full 20 kilometers, there was quite anomalous gold all along it. And in, and in many cases, we were seeing anomalous base metals as well, copper, zinc, and some lead. So it seemed to have a, you know, a little bit of a different metallogeny, uh, or I guess, a mineral potential, more more polymetallic, uh, versus the main Valentine Lake shear zone through our property, which 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 historically you know only appeared to be a gold only type of target. So so that was our main focus. So you kind of you made that discovery. Well, well, 
what was the first thing you did? Did you do, do a kind of a regional structural map? Did you look at the regional Aramag data? Did you, you know, how did you identify that shear? Was it prospecting, uh, structural interpretation? What was the approach? Yeah, it was. It was. It was more uh, structural interpretation and research of, uh, you know, of the regional geology and just sort of, I guess, knowing, knowing the regional geology, having worked here for like, you know, on and off for thirty years. Uh, you know, and kind of you know, more meticulous research through, uh, through some of the early files. And we did look at, uh, we did look at, of course, you know, what was available in terms of airborne magnetic data. Um, and we did, we, you know, and then also, you know, liniment interpretation. Uh, we also hired a company called Goldspot Discoveries. They did an artificial intelligence kind of output for us as well, you know, as well as, as well as human intelligence, I guess, sort of yeah. compilations. And between it all, you know, between all of that, we, you know, we were looking at this kind of fairly prominent uh, feature on the on the topographic map. So we decided then to actually expand expand our claims, and we we pretty much doubled the the size of the land package from from the initial deal that we did with Altius to fully fully capture that that main or you know that secondary shear structure. Uh, and then we flew an airborne geophysical survey over the whole package, uh, you know, you know, kind of an up-to-date modern geophysical survey, an airborne magnetic gradient, uh, gradient gradiometry survey yeah. over it. And then uh, from there, when, you know, we hired a large field crew last summer. We hired a bunch of prospectors, soil samplers. So it was, you know, it was a lot of grassroots work early in the season just to get, I guess, I got our kind of heads wrapped around the project. There were a number of uh, gold prospects that that previously were identified, but they were very early stage. Like, like for instance, the Jacobs Pond area, the Rose Gold area, uh, which is all in the same kind of general corridor. Um, that area was, you know, a very grassroots early stage discovery by by a prospector, and the only thing that really had been done there was was, was a little bit of hand trenching with a shovel, no uh, no mechanical trenching or drilling or anything like that. So, you know, that we started looking at some of these areas as well and said, well, let's put some soil kind of regional soils expand on that. And uh, there was some kind of limited postage stamp type soils over those areas as well, but uh, but it wasn't much of a regional survey so you know that's what led us into that area matador is using um they're, they're using a kind of an auger rig to get through the till but I've, I've i've spoken to a few other companies that are using um the uh, it's not a bleg analysis what is it called it's the um, um ionic leach um mmi mobile metal ion um, analysis that SGS does to kind of see through deep cover. Are, are you are you choosing the um, ultra fine geophysics or the the MMI or or auger or do, are you finding that just straight soil geochemistry is able to see through the till? It depends on where you are. Uh, you know, in the deep river valleys where there's a lot of uh, glacial uh, glacial deposits, uh, you've got to be a little more creative. But when you get up on the plateaus. Um, you know, a traditional soil geochemistry works quite well. You know, I've been involved in a lot of projects in Newfoundland where we've trenched and drilled soil anomalies and found, found you know, found the source of those soil anomalies. It usually doesn't move too far. Uh, but, of course, when you get in the river valleys, you've got to do something different. And, and uh, so we're, you know, uh, the main, uh, the main uh, Valentine Lake Shear Zone is in a river valley with a lot of 
you know, I get part of it is in a, in a deep river valley. Then it kind of comes up to surface. Um, you know, so, so we're going to be doing more, more innovative type work, uh, you know, a ground penetrating radar and stuff like that, just to sort of try and try and give us a sense of how deep the, how kind of how deep the till is down to the bedrock interface. We're going to do some, some test work with that over known areas. And then, you know, we've also been doing some till sampling, some deeper till sampling in some areas as well, where there's one area we call the King George the fourth, where we've, we've panned a lot of visible gold. uh, And we brought in a company called overburden drilling management, ODM, the base in Ottawa. And and they've, uh, they've, they've kind of laid out some work programs for us there as well in that area to, you know, and we may, kind of expand that into this river valley depending on what uh what the, you know what the ground penetrating radar shows us you know whether or not that traditional soils will work there uh you know so we're going to you know do i guess uh, do the proper science to figure out what's the best technique for the area and it varies across the property and um you've got a whole the, in, in newfoundland along that shear there's a whole host of different kind of mineralizing styles and structures you've got the incredibly um, sheared and structurally controlled um, gold in the eastern end that Sockerman's got and yeah. Newfound Gold got some very high grade but incredibly complex geometrical ar- arrays of uh, gold in conjugate um, vein sets and uh, intense structural control. And then at the other end of the, the other scale, you've got the kind of the more bulk resource tonnage of the uh, with the window glass granite hill. What's it called? I think that's right, isn't it? Window glass granite hill. Um, mm the intrusion and the kind of the fracturing of uh, a, a bulk tonnage. Have you got an idea yet of what style of mineralization is, is going to be your primary target source, your, your stretch of that main shear zone? Uh, well, you know, that's a good question, but you know, there could be more than one type. Uh, obviously when you're along, you know, uh, when your claims are situated, when, you know, when your project is, it, situated along one of these major deep crustal uh, shear zones, uh, you know, uh, you start thinking orogenic gold, um, which, you know, it, I guess it all depends on the rheological contrast of the rock types and, 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 you know, the specific setting that you find it in and, you know, kind of what, what's being tapped to, to drive the metals, what kind of fluids are being tapped to drive the metals in the various areas. It could be, it could be, for instance, the Woods Lake area is starting to look more like a bulk tonnage type of type of target. Um, whereas uh, one of the new areas that we're working on that, you know, that we're very bullish on, uh, you know, which is going to be a focus of this year's work program, uh, we call the uh, the Jacobs Pond area. That That's more polymetallic with, you know, with, with uh, we're seeing higher grade veins there. It may actually, you know, be more like, well, it's hard to say what it is. You know, we're seeing signs that it could be some VMS in the area. Plus, uh, plus we're seeing, you know, fairly high grade quartz carbonate veins and breaches. So, you know, you know, there's more sulfides in it, which is not going to be the same. I mean, uh, I should say more, more base metal sulfides. So it's not going to be the same as, as, you know, um, newfound goals project, but yeah. Obviously, you know, uh, the whole area, uh, the whole, all of central Newfoundland gold belt is a very complex, structurally, structurally kind of 
a dissected area where you do have to you know, keep your eye on the ball when it comes to structure. Yeah, and we've, yeah, absolutely. So we've hired a structural geologist. We've got a we've got a, a you know a, quite a good structural geologist working with us, and uh, he was working on the project last year doing doing mapping and kind of you know plotting his work this this winter. And now he's going to be. We're going to kind of set him loose on the on the Jacobs Pond area this this summer. Okay, so I, I guess another way of phrasing the question would be: uh, What are you using as your your target generation drivers? You know, what's making you? How are you approaching the kind of the, the identification of new target areas? Is is it that you've you've now got the geophysics and the structural interpretation from that lineament work you've done? Um, plus the work from the prospectors and you've got enough on your plate in terms of Jacob's Pond for the 2022 drilling program, or are there key features that you're looking for new targets as well that you're going to continue to feed into the hopper? Well, you know, we're developing a whole pipeline of targets. Uh, and, you know, one of our, one of our proposals, uh, one of our plans this year is to do more of a regional broaden, fill out areas where we, where we've identified, uh, you know, prospective areas for soil sampling as well to to further to further define a you know a large pipeline of targets, but uh, you know, with regard to actually actually outlining drill ready targets, we're you know we've we've done this we've we've uh, we've hired Simcoe Geosciences, and they're doing their what they call the proprietary Alpha IP survey, uh, which doesn't require any line cutting and it's is very quick to. To mobilize and get and get data, um, they're doing an IP survey for us on several grids throughout the property, on targets that we identified last year, or and or kind of historic targets that didn't really see much attention previously. That you know that are that we think have a lot of upside. Um, so you know that I guess so combined with like soil geochemistry and prospecting to target areas where you. You think there's something in the ground, and then IP. You know, basically, if you do IP and that picks up a response under it, that then becomes you know that becomes a drill target. So, in fact, you know, uh, if you like, I could show you. I could. Yeah, show yeah. You I'd, I'd like to see the two, sh the the second order share, and also where you're the the areas where you're doing the IP grids. That'd be really useful. Yeah. Okay. So let me uh, just let me sh share my screen here again. But anyway, that's that's our property wide. Uh, Number of gold, you know, uh, this is our this is our gold prospects on our map. This is the Jacobs Pond area here that that I'm referring to, uh, and the rose gold. So that's all in one in the same area. This is the main the main Valentine Lake shear zone, which comes down through you know basically through all uh, where all these uh, gold deposits are on uh, on Marathon's property. It comes down through through our claims. All the black outlines are claims. Uh, the Rogerson Lake conglomerate is sort of the defining rock type that tells you that you're on the shear zone, on the main shear zone, on or near it yeah. uh, in this area. And as you get further down here, uh, basically the equivalent of the Rogerson Lake would be the uh, what they call the Windsor Point Group. And that kind of the Windsor Point Group, and that's what what's associated with all the gold deposits down at the Cape Ray uh, uh, Cape Ray project. So, so the Windsor Point Group rocks come up through here, and they actually kind of diverge. Basically, the two shear zones are are coming together here, but they they diverge, and it wraps around these these ophiolites here, 
Okay. Uh, so, so this is what we think is the Cape Ray Shear Zone here, what we're calling the Cape Ray Shear Zone. This is the Valentine Lake Shear Zone. And so what we're seeing at Rose Gold and Jacobs Pond area seems to be more associated with this one. And it's, uh, you know, as I said, it's more polymetallic. Um, so that's that area there. Uh, now, if I, if I go, that's, that's, uh, there's the Valentine Lake Shear Zone. There's your, uh, your Cape Rage Shear Zone coming in. And this, this is what's known as a rainy lake complex. That came in late, a Solorian synkinematic intrusion that would have been kind of deformed and rotated as these shear, as all this sort of deep crustal shearing was going on and, yep. um, and would have created second and third order, second and third order structures within the rainy lake. And, and this is kind of like a tadpole in a sense. It's a big tail comes out through here off of this and where, where the Cape Ray comes around through here, uh, you know, we're seeing, so, so here there's a whole juxtaposition of, of Windsor Point group rocks. Uh, you're, you know, there's a whole, whole mishmash of, of different rock types here, um, um, you know, as well as Rainy Lake complex rocks and there's other ophiolitic rocks here, to, you know, kind of mafic to ultra mafic rocks. So it's right in this area where we're seeing a lot of activity in terms of uh, mineralization. Um, and you know, this is the aeromagnetic data. You can see that, that yeah. these features really stand out in the aeromagnetic data. Yeah, yeah, data. classic, classic. And, yeah. and, you know, and it really defined, you, you know, these shear zones are really well defined in the, in the data. Uh, it, so that was our regional kind of when we, we picked up the property. This is, this is that when we identified this as being a, you know, a prospective structure that was never looked at really at all. Uh, that's this was the result of our of our soil sampling that we did there. We got quite a quite a regional trend over that's about twenty kilometers of with with a number of of discrete clusters of anomaly, you know, very high gold values all along that structure. Uh, this is more historic work, uh, and you can see here like these lines down here are four hundred meters apart, and these lines here would be like seven hundred meters. So there's, there's a lot of room here. So anomalies here, but you know, there's a lot more room to fill in. Um, yeah. And uh, so let me just get down. So this is this is what we're seeing at the Jacobs Pond area. And 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 so you know, one some of our prospecting last summer, our guys identified you know these quartz rich quartz carbonate systems with you can see a lot of sulfide infill and replacement in these vein systems. And uh, you know, there's a number of float samples were collected in this area with with the very high grades uh, of copper as well. Uh, this one has high grades of gold. They all have a gram of you know, a per ton or more of gold. Um, but uh, so so this was where we decided to do our IP, uh, one of our IP surveys. And we did we did get a, a quite a quite a high IP anomaly right over where this cluster of boulders were found um, as well. And are you going to be are you are you going to be drill, drilling on this in this area this year? Yeah, this this is going to be our main focus for as, as soon as our field program starts here in in the next coming week. Actually, in the coming weeks, uh, we've got a large crew uh, coming in. We've got a, a new camp we're putting in, and we've got quite a large crew starting up here within the next couple of weeks. And uh, this will be one. Well, this will be our prime focus focus focal area for the for for at least the first half of the field season and possibly more. Um, 
And so when when you say prime focus, what do you mean? Do you mean you're going to be drilling 5,000 meters or 3,000 meters or 10,000? Well, we haven't announced anything like that yet. We, you know, that's to be to be finalized. But you know, there's definitely going to be some trenching here, and there's definitely going to be some drilling here. It all, you know, the amount uh, is yet to be determined. But there, there's no shortage of drill targets that we've identified from the IP survey. We had a press release out on that. Uh, a few weeks ago, and um, I'll show you some more samples here. So this was the IP survey that we that we designed throughout the property, um, yeah. and this is the Jacobs Pond area right in right in this area and Rose Gold. Uh, this so these were following along that regional structure where we're getting the regional gold anomalies, uh, and these are are these are more lines. And this survey is still underway, by the way. This IP survey is still well underway. Uh, uh, and um, so we've got we've got data in this area. Wait, what Already, are they, what's what what are the red lines hashed at the bottom? These are these are going to be IP lines as well. There's there's the Woods Lake Gold Zone is right along the bottom of this lake here. This is Woods Lake itself, and the Woods Lake Gold Zone follows a kind of a northwest southeast trend. Uh, but there's there's also there's also a couple of a relatively underexplored, I would say almost unexplored. Well, not I shouldn't say unexplored, but but definitely underexplored. Hasn't really seen seen any any amount of advanced work at all down in that area. And that's so these are these are IP lines that we're we're proposing to do, and that'll be done this this spring as well. Uh, so okay. we'll see what kind of drill targets we identify down here. But we're going to start in this area with our with our drilling. And then, you know, we've got a number of drill targets under development here as we move through, through the program. Uh, that's a Jacobs Pond area. So that, what I showed you previously was, was the copper along the, re I'm sorry, the gold dots along this regional structure. This is copper in soils as well. You, uh, and you can see the gold is in the red dots. Um, this was that cluster, that, that sample that I showed with the, uh, the high grade copper, gold and silver. Yep. And uh, you see the copper, basically there's a coincident copper gold anomaly here, which, which goes for a couple of kilometers. Um, and uh, we've done IP over a lot of this and we've got some, I mean, extremely encouraging IP data, which, uh, so there's bedrock, there's a bedrock goal showing here. Uh, there's, a, there's a bedrock goal showing, this, is, this was the original Jacobs Pond goal showing. Uh, then there's a whole train of, of uh, float samples and up in here in this area uh, there's actually 20 grams per ton in bedrock as well that's or there it is there well uh, that's what we call the rose gold and, and this is one of the ip responses that we got directly under that boulder cluster so basically right underneath this map that black line is that ip line that i've line 30 that i that i've showed you right here and so directly underneath it is a a very, a very large and strong IP anomaly right underneath these, uh, these boulders. So I, I put this up on LinkedIn and I got over 12,000 views of this basically internationally, uh, quite a lot of interest in this area. Um, so uh, that's, that's, that's an obvious drill target, you know, through here. Um, and there's no shortage of them, you know, that 3.9 grams per ton gold, 5.61 percent copper in bedrock 
is sitting as it sits right there. And when we did the IP line over it, it got, it, it showed this, this spike coming right to surface and then blowing out at depth. So uh, that's so none of these have ever been trenched or drilled. So it's, it's pretty much a very early stage grassroots discovery. Uh, the other, the other showing that I showed you here, the original uh, a bedrock, sorry, bedrock showing right here from Jacob's Pond, is that's when we plotted up on this IP line that we did right over that outcrop. It shows a little spike coming to surface where the where the veining is, and uh, underneath it is a much larger IP anomaly as well. So, so I've actually showed that this is what the outcrop looks like. Uh, and you know, and that's that's where that's where it's located on surface. So you can see there's actually you know quite a quite a handsome looking drill target here. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Can you talk me through your drilling program at Woods Lake last year? Um, how many meters you did, and and what your takeaways were from it? Uh, the drilling program we did uh, finished just at almost at the end of 2021. We did just over uh, between uh, just over 4,000 meters. Um, and, uh, uh, we, uh, the drilling was split between, uh, the Woods Lake goal zone, the, uh, the known goal zone, the historic zone and, and a new area that we had identified with, uh, with some copper stringer mineralization that we call the King George IV or the KG4 area. So it was split between the two. Uh, the Woods Lake drilling was largely designed to be infill and sort of infill slash delineation type of drilling on a known target area where yep. some previous work had identified some, you know, uh, uh, a wide and uh, fairly high grade, kind of low to high grade kind of mixed bag of results uh, previously. Um, and we did some scout holes in that area as well. So, so what we, you know, we did uh, the bulk of our drilling was in that area. I believe it was 16 holes on Woods Lake. I, if, if, if memory serves me, and uh, the and I believe there's 22 altogether drill holes between the two between the two areas. You know that was successfully. I mean, what we did basically uh, successfully identified gold in almost all the holes that we targeted. You know, so it was sort of I guess between holes and then sort of areas that were previously untested, up up dip, a down dip, to try and better define to see if there was kind of a bulk tonnage type target. That we could develop there, and what we've, what we've so far, what we've seen is that there seems to be our modeling of the basically the historic data and our data. Uh, is, is, you know, we're seeing what what appears to be the early stages of a double plunge uh, to, to the Wood Lake Goal Zone. So you know, it's it's still it's still there's still a lot of drilling needs to be done on that. To I guess further define or, or I guess, confirm if that's actually what's happening. If there's a, you know, a truly a double plunge, uh, just really hasn't been drilled very much at depth. Most of the drilling has still been fairly shallow on Woods Lake. Um, so that's, and that's kind of generally where that sits. So, so would you call that kind of a technical success proof of concept? This is a fertile environment, but um, not enough to kind of pull the eye of Sauron firmly onto Woods Lake. You know, you, you, you want to test out Jacob's Ladder before you come back to Woods Lake. Um, so not Jacob's Ladder, Jacob's Pond. <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, 
Now we've got 45 kilometers of strike length along these along along the main shear zone, and you know there are quite a number of targets on it. And one one of the things I said, you know, one of the things I learned a long time ago is that, and I said to to our management, I said, you know, uh, uh, Woods Lake looks looks great, but I mean that may not be at the end of the day the best target on our property. So let's kind of look at look at the regional picture. Let's look at some of these other prospects. Also look at this this kind of unexplored shear zone where we've identified gold anomalies. And, you know, that area is screaming for work as well. So, you know, I mean, we're a junior company, a project this this scale and with this many targets on it, you know, it's a multi-year major company size size project. Yeah. Uh, there's only so much we can do in, you know, in a given time period, but, but Jacob's Pond and that general area and given some of the grades and some of the the strength that we're seeing in these in these geophysical responses, it, it it does stand out as being obviously you can't kind of just ignore it and go back and do kind of spend all your money on Woods Lake, even though Woods Lake will definitely need more work. It's gonna drill me, drill me. That's yeah, a, it's kind of it's kind of looking like that, right? It's it's got all the all the signatures there that that you want to see. You know, it's got it's got the soil geochemistry, it's got the bedrock occurrences, it's got some good grades. Now it's got this IP anomaly. So basically, we're stacking up the layers of evidence to say, yep, it looks like this thing looks like the real deal. So now we've got to bring the truth detector in and drill some holes in it and let's see what we get. Great. And um, when do you might when when might you have the kind of the drill holes? When 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 should we be scanning the news releases and have our kind of alerts on for for the drill results coming out of um, Jacob's pond? You know. Simcoe Geosciences, uh, the contractor, as I said, they're still working on the project on some of the other areas. But what they what they've told us, they're going to basically, actually, this afternoon, we've got we've got another Zoom with them when they're going to present a 3D model of uh, you know of the IP data over the Jacobs Pond area. And that 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 IP that I showed you it was only a small snippet. Uh, we're seeing similar IP responses on many 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 lines. Like I could show you the same type of things on many other lines. Uh, so it's a very large system in the IP, you know, in the IP is sort of showing a very large target area over at least a couple of kilometers. And, you know, so they're going to be basically presenting that to us this afternoon. Uh, and then, you know, they're actually going to be proposing where we should be drilling it. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of combine their recommendations with our internal knowledge and I guess knowledge and experience, uh, and we, you know, but we largely lean on them. Um, and uh, you know, then we're gonna, you know, we'd like to initially get get some of these things opened up in trenching, but also, you know, maybe at the same time, even we, you know, we move a drill in. So the plan is to to get an application in for for drill permitting as soon as as soon as we get this from Simcoe in the next days, like maybe today or the next few days and when they finally give us all the drill targets, yep. uh, get, get the permitting in place usually takes four to six weeks for permitting uh, based on historic experience. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, and by this summer, you know, by Q3, hopefully early Q3, um, we, we, you know, we're, we'd like to move a drill into the property. Okay. So drilling in the second half of the year, so maybe at the start of the, the half and then results a few months after that. 
Once well, hopefully it won't take a few months. Hope you know there's there's a there was a backlog of assay analysis this year, uh, 2021, and really up until now, there's been a real a backlog of samples uh, at the assay labs, and companies have been having to wait for months for results. Uh, the lab, you know, there's only one assay lab in Newfoundland, and uh, and now there's a second kind of national group moving in international group uh, company called SGS they're they're moving 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 a prep facility in actually right into this town that, that I'm sitting in right now Grand Falls Windsor um, and uh, you know they're they're selecting certain clients to work with and they're you know they're guaranteeing a much shorter turnaround time so um, you know um, you know between them and Eastern Analytical the other assay lab uh, we expect a much faster turnaround this year than we did last year. So, you know, I don't expect months uh, by months, meaning two or three, I I'm expecting a shorter turnaround this year. Great. So you've got the 3d IP coming out internally soon. Are you hmm. going to, when does the overall GIS, um, Simcoe, when does, when does Simcoe geoscience, when, when did Simcoe geoscience finish their IP? program with you across all of the areas and when do you get a report that you'll be able to discuss internally and say uh in addition to jake's pond we've got targets one to 20 along the trend um well in the next uh few weeks next let's say you know and there's obviously a few storm days or weather days here and there that sort of kind of extend extends the program um <clears throat> but you know certainly we expect under a month um, to have the rest of the program finished unless they have to stop a little bit for spring breakup. Um, but, you know, kind of thereabouts and uh, you know, but you know, they're providing interim reports on grid areas as a, as a work through. So they'll, you know, they'll have, we'll be able to take action on specific areas as they finish an area and get, get permits in for all these areas kind of, you know, we won't have to wait till the end, in other words, to uh, right. yeah. make a plan. Yeah, good. Thank you very much for the for the introduction to the company and, and good luck with the work plans. Jacob's Pond does sound pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, really excited about Jacob's Pond. I, you know, in all my years, I haven't seen a better target. Um, obviously, I can't guarantee anything here, but, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, all the signs are pointing to a very, very nice target here. And the the, the mapped geology, is it, um, have you got enough exposure to see what the geology is? Or are you going on soil geochemistry and um, the geophysics primarily? There will be enough, you know, with we, with our structural geologist, and that's going to be really important to, to really understanding this. There's a new, a new transmission line was put right down through the Jacobs Pond, actually through our soil anomaly, believe it or not. Uh, a couple of years ago. And so there's new roads and new access went in for that. Uh, that's opened up some new new outcrops in the last few years um, and, you know, enables us to get in much easier. And so from what I can see, you know, although there's cover on some of these areas, uh, there are enough, you know, we and we do have bedrock exposures of, of gold, copper mineralization. Uh, and there are a number of, you know, from what I've seen in there, uh, yeah, it should we should be able to put together a reasonably good geological map. And it'll be helped by the trenching, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that'll give us, uh, you know, especially, you know, if we see the mineralized zones, which, I, you know, obviously we fully expect to, um, 
then uh, yeah, that'll you know mapping those in detail and and uh, you know setting our structural geologists loose on those will give us some really good controls on on hopefully on plunges and 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 you know dips that we can help further aid our drill targeting. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. And good luck with Jacob's Pond and all the other work that you're doing. I look forward to seeing the news during the course of the year. Thank you very much, Merlin. It's been a pleasure.